Welcome to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Are you a woman experiencing life transitions and who wants to be recognized for your whole potential? Join me and my co-host, Dr. Pat, as we discuss what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself as we both have done. This hour is packed with tips and stories on what it means to become whole, to integrate into your true self and reframe your story in any given situation. Stay with us on this journey of self-discovery, powerful solutions, and unpacking the nature of who we are and why. You've already nailed your first step to your best self by tuning into this show. Now, here are your hosts. Wow, here we are. Boy, uh, here we are. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm here with the most amazing, incredible Carrie Nail. And, you know, Carrie, let's talk a little bit about today. Um, you know, this is Nailed It Radio, of course. And when we think about finding simplicity with, with your complexity, a lot of things happen. But I want to just give a shout out because this is also Earth Day. Yes. And I, I was really struck by a couple of things, right? And I thought about Earth Day a minute. And then I thought about the fact that I had a conversation with someone in the turbine, turbine business, you know, the wind turbine business. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't too long ago. And he and I were talking and I missed parts of the conversation. It's not that he didn't say it, but I missed parts. The long and the short of it was he was literally inviting me to come to a wind turbine farm and climb up the wind turbine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why today effective communication is really good. Now, it, yes, I said yes, and yes, I will still do it. But you can't do that after you've had knee surgery. So I totally missed the whole, I'm really inviting you to come here and we're going to get you up there. I'm wondering how he said it to you, if it was in a lot of detail and you're maybe skimming over, you know, the exactly. details because you're a big picture person. That was exactly <laughs> it. He lost me. He lost <laughs> me, I think, at the part where he said something. How did he say it? Said something like we were talking about the mechanics of it and the simplicity, right? Uh -huh. You know, that's why I said find your simplicity within your complexity. I mean, the idea of wind producing energy is is complex yet so simple. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about the inner, inner workings of it. And we were talking about some of the controversy around it. And then he said, yeah, we're putting these on the ocean now. Um, and, and so we had that conversation, but then he started to drill down yeah. into the mechanics. <laughs> That's what, really what is the motor in there? <laughs> and you're right. I think I got glazed over. That's why we're talking about this today, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you feel heard when you're communicating with others? So we're going to talk about strategies based on our personality preferences. And also included in that is um, once we understand our personality preferences, then we can either accept others' differences, and how do we do that? Or we may have expectations we need them to understand from our point of view, 
And we're gonna learn how to communicate those needs to people that are different than us. So yeah, so um, so we'd, I'd like to start with yeah. our energy. So we've, we've got, I, like I said, I use the Myers-Briggs principles. So where we get our energy, how we see things, how we make decisions and how we live our outer lives. So the first dichotomy is extroverted and introverted energy. Extroverts, their energy, um, they get their energy outside of themselves by doing things. And introverts get their energy um, by reflecting and being quiet and thinking things through. Now we do both. It's just, we have, we prefer one over the other. So as an extrovert, extroverts like to talk. We want to talk about it. So let's collaborate. We love to collaborate. People who prefer introversion, their energy is inward and they need time to think about it and reflect on it and maybe even sleep on it before they even can talk about it. Yeah. So some strategies, especially with extroverts, if they're in say a brainstorming meeting, right? And there are all the extroverts are talking, they're talking over each other and there might be an agenda and the extroverts like, okay, everybody, did you need to say something? Okay. All right, well, everybody spoke up who needs this, who spoke up. Let's move to agenda number two. And yep, then there's lots of brainstorming again. And, you know, by agenda number four, the introverts like, excuse me, pardon me, I'd like to go to item number one, because they've been processing it internally before speaking. And that can be frustrating to everybody in the room. So a strategy for the extrovert who wants a brainstorming meeting is to give the information out to everybody, especially the introverts, a day or two ahead of time and let them know their expectations of, hey, you know, this is going to be a decision-making meeting. And so please think about this. Please read through this. Please come prepared to, to provide input. Yeah, I think there's so many layers to, uh, of this to unpack right now. Um, I want to bring it down to, you, you know, how this shows up every day. This shows up every day. This shows up at business meetings every day. Mm -hmm. And if you are in an organization where you rely on the innovation, creativity, and input from your team, this is one of the most important things you can learn. This is so important. It goes beyond anything you and I can cover in this time. But I will tell you what happens when we don't do it. And I'm going to talk about business. I'm going to talk about government. Anything where there are impactful decisions that are going to be made, what happens is the wrong decision will get made. It will get made. And it'll be too late when, you know, I'm an introvert. I'm like a gazillion introvert. People don't think that. They think, oh, here she is. But I'm the one at the meeting, generally, uh, prior to being a business owner, I could sit at a meeting and sit and I'm processing everybody in the room. And by the time I'm ready and I'm going to share, my boss is like, like you are like a dollar short and then a day late or something like that. And then you just moves on. Mm -hmm. But you said something else. I want to zoom in on it. And I want you to explain it if you could. I'm a processor. But I've learned to process out loud. And processing out loud, if you don't say to your extrovert, ultra detailed friend, or colleagues or, or team. I'm just processing out loud now. 
Okay. What happens is something as simple as, you know, I'm really thinking of getting shelves for the garage. I'm thinking maybe about four of them. And I know we just threw everything in the garage, but I'm thinking, okay, well, where are they going to go? How big are they going to be? Uh, what are we going to put on them? Uh, how many do you think you're going to need? And what if they don't fit on that wall? But in my mind, I've already moved the file cabinets from here to here. I've already moved the records that were here over to there. And that can cause, please talk to this, friction. There's nothing worse than breakdown when friction happens. Tell us about friction in the mix. Well, so you're actually talking about the next dichotomy, which is sensing and intuition. <laughs> <laughs> so as an introvert, you feel comfortable talking to your staff out loud. And you're probably, your dominant function is probably your intuition, which is your creativity. You can see it all. And, um, and so that's what you're doing is you're, you're giving that idea um, of, of what you want before they've had a chance to process through the date, the, the step-by-step, -step, which is sense, so sensing and intuition is how we take in information. Sensing types, we tend to take in information with details and in the moment, step-by-step. -step. And people who prefer intuition are big picture, seeds pattern, future oriented, can see it, actually see it, you know, and, and make, and, and they're, People who are intuitive are more about the why and people who are sensing are more about the how. Yeah. So that's what they're asking of you. Well, how are we going to do that? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I've already got, I'm already there. <laughs> and, you so, know, so, doesn't stress factor into this, Carrie? Let me ask you about this. Uh, I know we're going to talk about it later in the show, but under normal circumstances, what we're talking about is great. You also work with people because these decisions are sometimes in a stressful environment. And that really makes the, the end game so much more important, doesn't it? Absolutely. So, so what you were talking about, and yeah, we talked about stress last time, uh, stress last time, uh, type and stress. And so, yeah, these things cause stress. So if we can learn how to communicate more effectively. So when you are um, saying out loud some of your ideas, if there's any way, um, to, first of all, let your staff know Hey, I'm just, sometimes I'm just thinking out loud. That doesn't mean you have to go and do it. Or if you do want them to do something for you, then give them, um, it's like the low hanging branches of a tree, uh -huh. you know, kind of chunk things down into threes and maybe a little bit of details so they can reach up and grab onto it, grab onto something instead of just this, a broad idea. And the same way with sensing types, we provide too much detail. <laughs> and we're, we're starting down here. You know, intuitive, intuitives are way above the tree line and out into the universe. And sensing types, we're still down on the ground. Sometimes we go dive down into the roots. <laughs> and so what we need to do is come up to the surface level a little bit towards the tree and take our ID, our, our, our details and chunk them into three groups, right? To present them to intuitives. Because if we if we present too many details to you, that's when the glaze thing comes over, right? It's yeah. like, wow, you lost me. So if we can just 
we have to, as sense I'm sensing, we have to take the time to, to think about how to present the information to an intuitive person. If you can chunk it in, up into threes and then provide the details as background information, should the intuitive person want to know why, here it is. Yeah. And, and, and we're going to keep talking about this over and over and over as we go through the show today with lots of really exa great examples, because one of the things I was reading an article, uh, I, I've been reading a number of different articles because I'm really interested in what's going on in relationships and lives. And um, I, I just every day I find a new couple that is like, I'm going to be single. And, and, you know, you're not in their home. Um, you're not in the workplace, you're, you're not there, right? Uh, and then you top on sort of the environment we're in now of things. And it's hard to explain. You know, it's very hard to explain. And communication skills and what you're talking about right now, it could be the difference between growing a relationship or destroying a relationship. And I'm not exaggerating. Oh, I'm, um, I know, I'm not either. Oh, right. When we come back, we're going to talk about this. And I know you're going to talk about what happens when you layer a situation like COVID-19 on. Um, and how does it show up? How can you, if you are the one coming from stress and fear, how can you be aware of that? And how might you communicate a bit differently to someone that's not Let's take a short break. We got a lot to cover here. We'll be right back with Nailed It Radio with Carrie Nail. How do you feel? Just okay? Well, how about you tune in and get ready to be more with The Healing Hour with me, Doc Martin, every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm ready for your questions, and I can't wait to help you find the answers. Every month, we'll have a new live call-in show with innovative topics and a powerful hour of healing. To learn more about me, visit DrSharonMartin.com. See you there. I'm going to be here. You won't want to miss it. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you live your best life. The Live the Good Life Show, connecting your physical and spiritual self every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Find Sabrina at the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Julia Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Welcome to Light Body Wisdom with internationally known Light Body Whisperer, Grace Home. 
She will make you laugh and yawn as you release lifetimes of trauma and begin to feel much lighter. Your divine gifts may be activated, allowing you to weave light into the fabric of the world. Are you ready to be your own light and shine? For more information about Grace, visit gracegehome.com. That's gracegehome.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You know, I am so thrilled I get to co-host with the host of the show, Carrie Nail. This is Nailed It Radio. Um, Before we continue, I I can't tell you that this is one of the most important conversations we can have right now. And there are a lot of reasons that we can talk about in another show. But right now, this is important to give people some tools. Before we go ahead and talk about effective communication, please tell folks how they can work with you because this is what you do in your coaching practice. This is what you do in businesses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a life coach and you can reach me on my website, carrynail.com, K-E-R-I-N-A-I-L.com. Or you can reach me via email, carrie at carrynail.com. Look. We were talking a little bit during the break, and I want you to just really walk us through. It is very clear. If it's not clear to people listening, it is very clear how important. And there's a wide range, Carrie. It is, I'm not able to talk to my mom. I'm not able to go there. I'm not able to hold her. I got to Zoom her. Mm-hmm. I mean, communication and learning effective communication has never been more important than mm-hmm. it is now, Right. Right. I mean, I I was watching a Zoom call the other day between a couple of people, and apparently somebody's phone must have gone off, Mm -hmm. uh, and they bent their head down, and they're like on their phone, Mm -hmm. and that caused an entire blow up, Mm -hmm. so take it away. (laughs) How do we communicate? What is the impact? Right, even on Zoom calls, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's that paying attention to and listening, Um, and how do we do that? Um, oh, well, uh, you were talking about relationships. Um, so as an extrovert and a, a very organized person, I usually expend my energy and thought process early in the morning and throughout the day. So by the end of the day, I'm kind of done. And my spouse, who's big picture, open-ended, introverted energy is slow to wake up and gets his juices going probably more towards noon in the afternoon. And then depending on what he's been working on, something creative, it flows into the evening. And he wants to come home and talk about these big ideas. And especially if he's throwing numbers at me, I'm like, oh no, (laughs) I am so checked out. And so we've, we've had this going back and forth, right? How, when's our optimal time? What's our sweet spot? And finally, because that's what happens to a lot of couples, you know, at the end of the day, after they've been working all day or one's at home, one's not. Um, and then they, the only time they have to talk to each other is at night. And that's not always optimal for each of the different preferences. And so what we came up with is on Saturdays, um, after we've been able to sleep in and relax, then it's like, okay, let's talk. What, you know, especially when they're, when it's a big subject, right? And we need both of our brain powers to be working at the same time. So those are just things to think about is if something's not working the way it's working, think about each other's energy 
how we like to deal with the outer world. And even if we're uh, more logical or more people oriented, you know, the, the numbers with me, I've really got to have my brain turned on in the mornings to take in numbers. Nighttime, that's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, th- let's talk about how we communicate that. Because, uh, you know, I think that sometimes it's hard to find the words to explain. Mm-hmm. And even if it doesn't make sense to the other person, there's got to be an accepting and allowing part, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. got to be where one person says, you know, the numbers at eight o'clock at night, I really want to hear you. Can we have that at coffee tomorrow? Yeah. And then the other person has to say, no, but it's really important. I got to talk to you about it. <laughs> I'm already right. glazing over from that conversation. I'm already like, ah, forget it. How do we negotiate that ground? Because that I think is where we really break down. Even after you express yourself, right? Mm -hmm. What if the other person's like, oh no, but this is really important to me, like the numbers. (laughs) Right, right. So, you know, when I think about the the dichotomy of of decision-making between logic and people with thinking and feeling is, um, um, you know, is, to express our needs, especially if we're a feeling person, we get very passionate. (laughs) And if we wanna express our needs to a more logical person, we really need to calm ourselves down so that we can communicate our needs in pretty much a non-emotional way. How do we do that? We do that by breathing, deep breathing. That was our second episode, right? Yeah. How How to respond versus react and it's it's not easy to do in the moment but just remembering things like that okay i need to i just need to calm down here do some deep breathing maybe walk away just say hey you know i'll be right back you know and that's okay and sometimes it's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna allow the information to to hit me whether I absorb it or not, I'm going to allow it. Okay, great. I'm not going to be able to respond though right now, but please, I know this is important to you and maybe we can figure out a time where I can respond. Wow. Wow. I want to talk about from your perspective as an expert in this field, um, I'm really kind of like just brushing across the impact. I've given a few examples. There's a reason that the divorce rate right now, even with the pandemic still continuing, is higher, not just in the United States, but the UK is just inundated with divorce filings right now. Um, Business partners can't communicate. Um, I have a friend that owns a restaurant and in our state, we got some great news that employers will be compensated for people taking time off to go get a vaccine if they want it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dialogue that goes on between whether it's business, whether it's partners, whether it's you and your accountant, um, but especially your loved ones. Mm-hmm. I got to ask you, you are on the front line. I don't even know how to quantify the importance. Can you? Quantify it. Well, you just said it. I mean, the relationships, 
right? Both personal and business relationships. Um, you know, I imagine even business partners are struggling as well. Yeah. Um, but you said a couple things, or maybe I just thought of them as you were talking. Part of it too is, again, understanding our preferences. I, I'm a feeling, I, I naturally prefer feeling in, in how I make my decisions, people, my own personal values. I like to be appreciated. And if I'm with a more logical person, whether in my personal relationship or working relationship, um, and if they need to give me feedback, first start with some rapport instead of just diving in and it feels like I'm being attacked because feeling types, we take everything personally <laughs> and thinking logic types are, well, it's, it's, you know, it's not, nothing's, it's not personal, <laughs> but everything's personal does. So start with appreciating. So it would actually start with rapport. Hey, how are you doing? And be prepared, be prepared to listen with empathy. And that takes time and it takes energy. When we're doing something that goes against our natural preference, just remember to, it, you know, it's going to take up our energy. So we need to give it some time. And then, um, and then if there is any critiquing, look at, give it as um, solving a problem, making things better with positive solutions or mm. positive information, positive feedback. And then a feeling person is like, oh, okay, thank you. I can, I can go with that. And the same thing with a feeling person to a logical person. It's like, um, I want to talk to you, be direct, be as direct as possible. And like I said, very little to no emotion. So prepare yourself, right? If you're feeling, if you're feeling, um, uh, passionate about something, go figure it out before you talk to the logical person about it and try to be as direct as possible. Uh, I want to talk to you about this when we come back too. And I think we've got a lot to talk about. So we'll probably skip the next break is when we are engaging in this, there is a process. And one of the things I alluded to before when we started the show is sometimes it's just conversation, right, Carrie? Yeah. But sometimes it's conversation where you have to come to a decision point uh -huh. or you have to figure something out. That's still a decision, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's really critical. It's critical. I mean, I'm not kidding about the example I used. I agreed to climb a wind turbine pole two weeks after surgery. No. <laughs> And, you know, it did, it, it wasn't that either one of us had an ill intent, but it was different communication styles. But what if it wasn't like that? What it would, if it was a decision that is so in your heart, when we come back, decision-making, 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 do you want pizza or do you want chicken? And sometimes that pizza chicken conversation can turn into the biggest argument in a relationship that you've ever seen. When we come back, Carrie Nail, all of you, we'll be right back. 
how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off, you're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Imagine you are a ball of steel, smooth, small, and cool to the touch. Your life will soften you with fire. You will take hits that shape you. You will be forged into a powerful, purposeful work of art. Tune in to Forging a Life with Coach Christine Clark, joining Dr. Pat Basile in a three-part series, Truths in the Creation of Katana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Christine Clark, a gifted, engaging speaker and trainer who has forged her life in the fires of self-employment, will take you on a journey to exploring the internal, mental, and emotional blocks that stand between us and a life of significance through an analogy of the process of crafting a traditional Japanese sword or katana. For more information about Christine, visit sunglowtransformation.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Nailed It Radio with Carrie Nail and me, Dr. Pat. I get to really sit here, you know, side by side with Carrie. She is an expert in what we're talking about. She's an expert in helping us understand personalities, what that means. Um, she's an expert when it comes to energy of introverts, extroverts, strategies, um, an expert in when it comes to perception. How do you weave through the many layers of perception? Um, and then how do we wrap this and bring this all together to really provide better, more effective communication? And what I love about Carrie and what I love about this conversation, it doesn't matter where you are, right? So here's what I love about this. It doesn't matter if you think you're a great communicator and this other person is not. It doesn't matter. You can come together and work with Carrie and find this common ground and learn some tools because in the world we live in right now, we need them. So I decided I am not Skyping to my team any more instructions that are important. It is the worst communication tool for somebody like me to use. 
I am a high level thinker. I'm trying to give Olivia, Jacob, Jessica, Linda, something that I'd like them to do at a 35,000 foot level. It doesn't work. Thank goodness I get to work with Carrie about that. Carrie, how do we find out about you and the big D decisions? Oh, right. So you can find me at my website, carrienail.com, or you can email me, carrie at carrienail.com. That's K-E-R-I-N-A-I-L. And I'm a life coach specifically and generally women in life transitions and helping them find their simplicity within their complexity. And part of it is learning how to communicate more effectively by understanding who we are and our natural preferences. Awesome. Okay. We're not just chit-chatting anymore. We got to come together. We got to make decisions. Sometimes it's a simple decision. Um, I had a conversation the other day. It took 10 minutes. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want? Uh, okay. Do you want this? No, I don't know. What do you want? For 10 minutes. 10 minutes. But those are not the decisions. We're talking about all decisions. Mm -hmm. We could be talking about a decision on how do we homeschool? What do we do with this? Help us out with decision making and what is the magic formula? <laughs> well, actually, I was just reading about a formula today in, in my communication typing communication book, and it breaks it down into information, discussion, and then decision. And just having that, okay, we're going to provide information right now. We're not making a decision. Here's the information. Now, let's discuss it. Again, we're not at a decision-making point, but let's discuss it back and forth. And now, okay, all right, it's time to make a decision. And what I always find effective is saying, okay, this is what I heard you say. And then that gives the other party the chance to go, yeah, kind of, not sort of, not quite, this is and then they are, and they can either say, nope, this is what I said, or yes, that's what I said, and I'd like to add to it, or whatever. And then, and then you can move on from there. Um, you know, this is a, can I use the analogy of a dance? Mm -hmm. So recently, I've seen this as a dance. Mm. Um, and I've, I've discovered a lot about myself, you know, as I said before, I'll be going back into the studios in May and that will, I think, I'm hoping that that will clear up a few things, but what I've learned about myself is nobody's in my brain. They're not in my brain. They're not in my mind. They're, they're only getting, I think we should do this. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. And so this is a small bit of the importance of great communication and decision-making. What is your experience? What have you seen with great decision-making and what have you seen with not so great decision-making? Oh boy. All those, <laughs> all those personality preference come into play. Um, and I guess, first of all, just remember there's no right or wrong way to be. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It's just, we have differences and we have similarities. And even when we have similarities, we have differences within those similarities, like environmental factors, uh, cultural, you know, cultural factors and things like that. So just 
having the, that appreciation that there's no right or wrong. Let's just understand each other better, where each other's, where we're coming from, where we start. Because like I said, we go to the other side of the dichotomy depending on the situation. But I'm gonna start more with people and logical thinking people are gonna start more with uh, the facts and take the people out of the decision-making. And eventually you need to come together and do both hmm. when making a decision about anything because it's about the people and it's about the facts. Hmm. I, I wanna throw something in uh, at this right now here. Mm-hmm. When it's decision-making, can we talk for a little bit about the emotional side? Because thinking and feeling, thinking and feeling, let's, right? Yeah. How do we communicate decision and thinking and feeling? And I had a friend say to me one time, and this is before probably they knew that you even existed. They made this statement. It was a blunt statement. It really hit me hard. This was a bunch of years ago. Um, and I never was able to resolve it until, you know, later on. They said, yeah, let me just say this. Thinking, feeling guess what? Which one are you? That's like oil and vinegar. They don't mix. And I looked at him at the time and I said, yeah, but doesn't that make great salad dressing? Um, And he just looked at me. And so this is really a myth. Thinking and feeling people just don't mix. That is a myth. We can't, I mean, if thinking and feeling people couldn't be in the same room together, we'd get nothing done. Right. Because we need both. Yeah. Like I said, we need the facts and we need the people. So, um, so you, you were talking more about feeling. So, I have an example of a family, a mom and dad and three boys. Everybody in the family is thinking logical, except one of the boys is feeling. And by the way, this is the one dichotomy. Most of the the other three dichotomies are pretty even in gender, male and female. The thinking-feeling dichotomy is just askew a little bit towards men tend to be more thinking and women tend to be more feeling. Not all, but there's just a little bit more thinking of men and a and little more feeling of women. So this mom is naturally thinking. And the son who's feeling and the dad who's thinking were at loggerheads a lot. And she was a good go-between because it's like a foreign language. Her first language language is thinking logic, but she was immersed in feeling because women in general in most societies are expected to act feeling with concern with people and, and putting people first. So she was an excellent translator between her logical husband, because they shared the same language, first language, and her son who feeling was her second language as a woman. Wow. Wow. I wanna just ask you this question, because there's a really important reason we're talking about this. And I wanna get to the important reason, at least that comes up for me. I think probably if I were to ask you the important reason it's come up from you and the reason we're doing the show is you're out in the world, you're coaching people, you have business clients every day, you are seeing this at many levels. I mean, maybe some days it is the pizza or the chicken conversation, 
but maybe on other days it's divorce or not divorce. Maybe on other days it's I'm going to stay on my job or I'm going to quit my job. I can't can't stand the people here. I just they don't hear me. I feel invisible. All of the above. And, you know, I was thinking of a friend of mine the other day and I said, I have got to send her to carry. Because if you are that different than the majority of the people in your culture at work, does it mean you have to leave? Sometimes it does. Right. But other times not. Mm -hmm. Now, let's put on top of that everything that has really raised our level of awareness in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. How has that raised the bar for you and what you're seeing in helping other people? Well, actually, it's exciting. Yes. <laughs> because I can help people look at, at other things, look at their strengths according to their preferences. If they're in a work environment that goes against their preferences, number one, they probably need your perspective, your different perspective, because that's what I've done in in big groups is we do a type table of the group to see what the type of the group is, or even family type, right? And if there's an outlier, let's be aware of those differences and what do those differences bring to our group that's pretty much kind of looks like this Mm -hmm. and so first of all what are what are you contributing what are you contributing to your to your group and make sure they know that right and that's hard for introverts to let people know what they contribute and then um i I think olivia is listening right now to that (laughs) And then the other thing, um, um, I just lost my train of thought. Well, you were talking about, you know, it's hard for introverts to let people know what they're contributing. And I, I honestly, that leads to the greatest miscommunication on the planet, I think. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you're not doing what you love to do at work, what can you do outside of work? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> And so that's what people are are finding during COVID, being at home. They actually have time to reflect and think, well, what else can I be doing? I've always wanted to take harmonica lessons. (laughs) I was teaching myself how to play the harmonica. (laughs) I love to paint, you know, and it's nice to have time to paint. My, My sister just painted her house, her whole outside of her house, and has also started painting birch trees. And she Um, hasn't ever really picked up painting before. So what do you like to do and what can you do outside of work if you're Mm -hmm. not doing something you love at work? Okay, you just hit a little something I want to chat with you about because this is the really wrap up for me. It's how do you communicate if we are judging, perceiving? And I know we've got, uh, we're not going to take any breaks here because this one here, I think this is the one, okay, my opinion, where rubber meets the road in a lot of ways for me. Judging, perceiving. Mm. Can, can we talk about this? Because if we just understood these two, we might be able to hit a pause button. Maybe. All right. My title on this one is dynamic strategy. <laughs> so judging and perceiving. Judging means um, the words don't really kind of match what they They mean. don't. Uh, right. But... 
and the Myers-Briggs judging is people who like to be organized and likes to make decisions quickly, likes to make a plan, follow a plan ahead of time and plan ahead and stick to the plan. They like rules. They like regulations. They like structure. People who are perceiving are open-ended, flexible, adaptable. It's about the journey, not necessarily the endpoint. For judging types, the endpoint is, is the thing, right? And so what I suggest is um, people who are judging, we have like a, a checklist, right? It looks like a ladder, right? And we have a list of things, details, well, that's sensing. But anyway, and if we check it off and move on, we feel accomplished. But there's no room to be spontaneous or for emergencies to come up. So kind of that grouping of three, um, your schedule for the day, three priorities, everything else is, is nice to have. For a perceiving person, they're open-ended, flexible. They're just going all over the place. There's no structure or routine. Sometimes I say, just put in one little goal. <laughs> and try to reach that goal. And so just know, so when a judging person's working with a perceiving person, create a, um, a framework, a flexible framework, kind of a big picture framework that you can be flexible within. Because perceiving types, guidelines and rules, or rules are just guidelines that can change. But let judging people know if you're going to change the rules, why you're going to change them or live with the rules. It's that accepting versus expecting. Yeah. And don't you find too, and I want to ask you about this. This is where you really have to find a way to communicate to each other. Um, and judging is a really misconceiving when it comes to this. Oh, right? that doesn't mean they're judgmental. No, it doesn't. And if you are somebody that is way over here perceiving, you need the help of somebody that is in that other category mm -hmm. to literally at least prompt you to really, how long are you going to keep those options on the table? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the rugs are going to get clean. You have to decide who you're going to pick to get the rugs before the furniture comes. So when I used to decision. work, with, when I used to work with a perceiving boss, she would put the framework. To, we would do a, um, a workshop, a two-day workshop, and she would put the framework together on a PowerPoint with maybe five slides. She goes, "Here, fill it in." I'm like, "Thank you," I because working from a blank slate. So then I filled it in, and then we went back and forth. And I didn't mind the repetition of doing it over, and then she could work on a new one. Um, the other thing too is deadlines. So a judging person, if I have a deadline, I need to turn something in at work and I'm expecting information from a perceiving person and I give them my deadline, they're gonna wait till the last minute because they love last minute pressure to get something done. That's where they get energized and that stresses someone like me out who's judging. I want the information ahead of time so I can breathe and chill and relax and look it over. So I'm going to ask the perceiving person, hey, I need you to get me this information by this date so that I can look it over and turn it in by this date. But I need, I need it from you on this date. And again, when I'm working with perceiving people, like if I'm too rigid in my plan, they're like, whoa, that's too much too much. So give them kind of a general outline and just keep going back and forth. So, and that's the thing too, perceiving people, their focus that can be all over the place, 
right? And it's like, hey, you know, just check in in with you. Try and, you know, don't be too overbearing. Don't check in every day, but just check in. Want to see how you're doing, you know, see what, you know, ask them about their focus and which is your focus and, you know, and I love it. So always follow up. Judging types need to uh, always follow up with the perceiving types because when we make a plan, it's set in stone. So we may not talk about it anymore. And then we go, if we made a plan with a perceiving person, I'm like, oh, is it Tuesday? Is it this time? Oh, okay. yes. Right. So follow up. And just all, all of the people on my team that are listening, that is me. All of the people that are listening, this is really why I ask for a whiteboard. It's less about what everybody on the team's doing. It's more about me. You know, am I staying on track with what I gave somebody to do? You know, I had a team not too long ago who knew this about me so much that they knew I wouldn't even remember what I gave them. I mean, I'm not kidding. It would be like, okay, she's never going to remember. She's never going to follow up. But that's why we have Linda, because Linda's the opposite. Mm -hmm. And and so what I love about this, this is a dynamic duo. I think out of all of the different combinations, and maybe you can talk to this, if these two types get together in a congenial, collaborative, and good listening way, there's just not much that can't get done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it even goes back to the summarizing again. Yeah. This is what I heard. You know, we're going to yeah. get together on this date. And also, when I help um, open-ended people when I'm coaching and they are like, I need boundaries. <laughs> Usually they start with too many and they're like, oh, I can't do it. I'm like, okay, well, which ones did work? And let's keep working on those and tweaking them. And that builds confidence. And it's that, yeah. it's that, that one line, that one goal. Let's just focus on that and make sure that works before you try another boundary. Yeah. I think, listen, Linda had been listening to a bunch of your shows. It had to be because we were talking about something. I mean, there's a lot on the table to make this move happen. And this, and, and so she nailed it. She basically said, okay, tell me what you just heard. So here I go. Well, I heard this. I heard that. She says, you know what? At what point did the level of detail completely overwhelm you so that you got so glazed over, you actually didn't hear the rest. You just checked out. I said, that's why you were listening too. She's <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and, and yet I can go to the detail place. So I just want to have you wrap that up too. You don't have to be one or the other. Right. You can be, right? Right. Just know where you start. Yeah. Where you prefer. And just know you can do details, but only to a certain point. Yeah. And I can do big picture, but only to a certain point and certainly not at night. <laughs> ah, well, Carrie, thank you. I, I'm, I, I can't wait till we do the next show because we're giving people a framework now here to really think about these things. And, and this is meant for all of you listening to really look at which one am I, which, which part of me is working for me, which part is not working for me. Mm -hmm. and I highly recommend if you see your communication breaking down and you want to improve it, please work with Carrie because it's safe and she'll meet you exactly where you are. You know, not one type is better than the other. That is not what we're saying. 
right? I don't know that I want a perceiving person. I don't, do you want a perceiving person building a rocket that I'm going to be sitting in? I don't know about that, right? Do you want them to be checking all the details of the nuts and bolts? Right. Not sure. What's your personal message? And boy, this is such an important conversation. Well, and you, you were saying it, there's no right or wrong. So just appreciating uh, who we are and the gifts that we bring. And sometimes those gifts are different than ours. What ours, our strength, our gift is someone else's challenge and vice versa. And so I, I like to go back to that accept versus expect. When you understand each other's personalities, you can either accept them and, and go, oh, I need that because that's a challenge for me. But if you need to expect them to look at it your way, then the strategies we just talked about, about how to communicate our needs in a way the other person can hear us. Carrie, how do people find out more about you? Thank you for all the great work you do in the world. How do they find out about you? And they can even work with you to find out which type they are. How do they do that? <laughs> Please contact me either. You can send me an email, Carrie at CarrieNail.com, K E R I at K E R I Nail.com, or my website, which is CarrieNail.com. And I'm Carrie Nail Life Coaching. <laughs> and I want to I wanna also say one other thing. Let's say it's you and your partner, and you're like in a relationship. Let's say there are two of you. Carrie will work with you both together, mm-hmm. she'll yeah. take a look at this together. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, one of the most effective things that we can do right now. Why? It will relieve stress. It will help you with decision making. And the other thing is it will just give you a sense of peace and understanding. Yes, absolutely. (sighs) Thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much for today. I can't wait. What are we going to talk about next? Because I can't wait. I'm thinking about confidence. That's a good one. I got to tell you, it's hard to be confident as in as a perceiving person in the face of a very strong judging personality. Mm -hmm. You know, it really does take a lot, especially if you get to understand yourself. You've nailed it. Thank you for listening to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail, and my co-host, Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm at my best when I'm helping others be their best. Tune in next time for more tips and stories on what it means to become whole and integrate into your true self. To subscribe to this show and get more information about how I can help you be your best, visit CarrieNail.com. Carrie Nail.